So how long have you been here, Connie? I have been here since uh, the morning, 8.30 a.m. <laughs> Do you think storming the Capitol building was the right move? Do you feel like it was a good thing for the movement, I guess, to say? I don't really agree, but that's also, I'm not, I'm not a, a violent person. From the WPGU News Desk, this is a special report. Welcome to a WPGU News Special Report. My name is Justin Malone. I'm the News Director for WPGU, and I'm joined by two correspondents for WPGU News. I'm Tori Gelman. I'm a political correspondent for WPGU News. And I am Barrett Wynn. I'm also a political correspondent for WPGU News. This is a special report by WPGU News on the events of the Capitol yesterday, and we were lucky enough to have one of our own correspondents there in D.C. Barrett, you were there on the ground in Washington. Uh, what can you tell us about what you saw there, the people you saw, everyone else saw it on TV, and of course you were right there on the ground in the National Mall on Capitol Hill. Tell us about your experience. So at, by the time I arrived, the initial um, break-in to the Capitol building had already occurred. Um, I was only able to observe the last uh, roughly two hours of the protest right before the police dispersed the gathering around 6 p.m. to enforce the curfew as ordered by Mayor Bowser. Um, by the time I had arrived, um, I believe most rooms in the Capitol building had been cleared. Uh, most of the protesters that did not enter the building were still congregated on the front lawn of the Capitol building. Most of the people I interacted with um, were individuals or small groups of people that had decided to leave and were had, making their way back to their vehicles, hotels, or what have you. Um, I was not able to contact or interview anyone who had actually been inside of the Capitol building themselves. So all the people that you were able to talk to were the more peaceful protesters standing outside around Capitol Hill on the National Mall? To the best of my knowledge, yes. Can you tell us about some of the things you saw and heard, um, even though you didn't get to speak to anyone directly involved in the inside of the Capitol building? Like I mentioned, I came across a lot of peaceful protesters leaving the scene, uh, many of which were like carrying flags or banners or other sorts of memorabilia. Um, one thing that I actually saw quite a bit of was sort of low-level vandalism. I saw a lot of uh, pro-Trump street signs being uh, tied to lampposts and whatnot. Um, and I think one of the more notable instances that I came across, uh, like I posted on our Twitter yesterday, was somebody had erected a mock gallows on the lawn across the reflecting pool from the Capitol building. And there were a number of pro-Trump signs attached to the sides. So as the day sort of, or I guess the day turned into night, as the night wore on, um, there started to be some more uh, action by police in general of clearing out uh, these people that were surrounding the National Mall, surrounding the Capitol building, uh, but also clearing out these people that were in the Capitol. What kind of view did you get of um, the sorts of, uh, I guess the best word is munitions that uh, police were using in order to try and clear these uh, rioters and uh, insurrectionists from getting into the Capitol? Uh, around 5 p.m., um, I heard a lot of sort of like dull, um, shallow thuds and bangs Um there was some speculation on the street as to whether or not it was gunfire. Uh, it later came out that this was sort of the initial wave of tear gas being deployed by police. Um, and from where I was standing near the reflecting pool, you could see smoke drifting uh, from the steps of the Capitol building 
Um, sort of on our end, there was some confusion for a time as to whether or not these were fireworks being let off by protesters or tear gas. Um, I eventually made my way up closer to the Capitol building and asked some of the crowd that was streaming down from the lawn what had actually occurred on the steps of the building, and they confirmed that the police had begun to deploy tear gas and reclaim the balconies and the stairways and things of that nature. So these explosions, what people might presume to be gunfire, you hear, and of course... Your mind says, well, I might as well go closer to that. Closer, yeah. Uh, personally, I was not super concerned about the possibility of gunfire. Um, personally believed that the sounds were too dull to actually have been gunfire. Um, and thankfully, I was right. However, um, I, I never went um, all the way up onto the lawn of the Capitol building. I still kept a pretty safe distance just on the off chance that there was some gunfire being exchanged. Okay, well, well, you were there when the curfew got, like, instituted and people started to leave, and that's when you talked to some people, is that right? I did, yeah. Um, so, uh, roughly 15 minutes before the institution of the curfew, I spoke to another journalist who was in the process of filming a documentary. Uh, he didn't go into a lot of detail, he just... Uh, mentioned that uh, he was trying to explore like political divisions in America or something like that. And he offered some insight um, how the police response to this demonstration compares to similar demonstrations in other countries. There was multiple deployments of tear gas. The, the Proud Boys and other people pushed through the gates. They waited up to the steps. There was tear gas deployed. They pushed forward to the uh, where that tunnel is. More tear gas, flashbangs. Uh, mace. It was. Uh, I think they used every non-lethal pepper balls, uh, rubber bullets. They used every type of non-lethal force they could. I think the police, in 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 context of what was going on, were massively restrained. So most of the people that are there around the Capitol, uh, around the National Mall, are more than likely uh, planning to take part in this sort of insurrection coup activity. What was your experience with people who? Uh, weren't weren't there as a protester and were just so happened to be in D.C. at the time? Um, no one that I spoke to directly. Um, I was mostly focusing my efforts on interviewing people who were directly participating in uh, Wednesday's events. Um, I did see a number of people that um, just appeared to have been passers-by. Um, I saw one guy who was um, actually out for a jog when this was all happening and just happened to jog by um, the attack on the Capitol building. Um, and then I came across a number of other, uh, TV anchors and journalists who were in the area reporting. And I mean, for, I mean, journalists, of course, they know what they're getting into, but that jogger, you would assume he probably turned on the news, <laughs> but at the time that you were getting there about the, not everyone knew what was happening on the Capitol. Uh, when I arrived, um, it was only about an hour after the, perimeter um so to speak of the capital had been breached so i um i did overhear him speaking on the phone to what i presume to be a member of his family um assuring them that he was only going to take a look and wouldn't get involved so i think he had some notion of what was going on um but may not have quite realized just how severe the situation was by that point minimal fear factor though uh seemed to be yeah were you afraid how did you feel standing in the middle of i mean everyone else here watch this from 200, 300 miles away on MSNBC, you were standing right there in the middle of it all, a little, like, had no idea whether or not this was going to expand or, uh, you know, something else was going to happen that might have been worse. 
the all of the police action was concentrated um, up near the Capitol building, which I had a uh, pretty good distance from. So I wasn't particularly afraid about being involved in any of that. Um, I think my biggest concern uh, walking into that situation was encountering members of the Proud Boys um, or some sort of other far right group with a um, that were, you know, somewhat notorious for their. I guess we can just say combative relationship with journalists. Um, I had clearly marked myself as press on my backpack and on my clothes as some of the tweets reflected. So I was a little concerned that I might be identified and singled out by people with, say, a bone to pick with mainstream media. Um, but thankfully, I was never accosted or harassed in any way. As people were sort of leaving, the events were dying down. Um, was there any sort of indication that the events would pick up tomorrow or in the future um, in any sort of capacity? Yeah, so one of the, the last protester that I was able to interview was a man named Tony, who was on his way away from the Capitol building when we sort of crossed paths. Um, based on the conversation we had, he seemed um, still committed to sort of the cause of demonstrating against these, what he believed to be fraudulent election results. Um, he said that he wasn't interested in doing any more sort of demonstration or political activity in DC for the remainder of the week, um, but indicated that he was willing to sort of, shall we say, carry the torch and um, continue once he returned home. Well, thanks for tuning in to this special report of WPGU News with Barrett Wynn, who was there on the scene during the coup of the Capitol yesterday in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much, Barrett. And thank you, Tori, for helping with this special report. Mm -hmm.